Listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heart Seas Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. But today we're going to begin our new series on going the distance. I want you to say that with me. Can you say that? Going the distance. Come on, say it like you mean it today. Going the distance. I need your help. Every time I say GTD in this message, I want you to reply. Man, you, you've been, you must have been educated. I like this. It's almost like you knew I was going to say that. GTD. Fantastic, because that's what we are going to do in our relationships. We're going to build marriages and see marriages that are built that are going to last and that they're going to be successful in the process. But in order for success to come, we're starting at the beginning, and that is this. We believe and know that things have to be in the proper order. Do I hear an amen? Amen. Over the past few months, really, now, we've been dealing a lot with perspective about looking at your life, looking at the circumstances of your life, having the right perspective in your life, which really means how you see things. Isn't that what perspective means? How you view things and how you see things, which is so important and it is so right to do. But then there has to be proper implementation. There has to be proper action according to proper perspective. As we deal with our relationships and relationships in general, marriage, even the dreams or the thoughts of what's going to be ahead, that one day I'm going to find that person. There is such a wrong perspective out there today, which is extremely harmful. And this is why wrong perspective is extremely harmful, because wrong perspective will only lead to wrong implementation. If you've got the wrong perspective and you're doing things or seeing things in the wrong way, guess what? The way you're going to live, your marriage, your home, your future, it's going to be wrong too. And I really encouraged you, and perhaps you did this, perhaps you haven't. I encourage you to get a fresh notebook and take all the notes you can. Be back on Wednesday night as we deep in, dig into it a little bit deeper because there are truths and principles here that are going to change your life. That so many people have wrong perspective, therefore wrong action or blind action. And what has happened is the results are not good. We see broken hearts. We see broken homes. We see broken dreams all around us. So during this series, as we talk about going the distance, I want to give you vital biblical tools or principles. I looked up that word principle this morning to refresh my mind. The word principle means a fundamental or primary or general truth on which all other truths depend. How many would say principles according to God's word are pretty important? 
We want to give you the principles and the tools from God's word that will see your marriage go the distance, your future marriage, relationship, go the difference. And you may say, well, Pastor P, you know what? I'm not married, but I'm sure that every one of you today are not married. You have every intent one day to be married. And it's oftentimes better to learn these things before you're married so you can have the proper order so you don't have to go through the heartache and the pain. I believe with godly tools and principles, you will find yourself 30, 40, 50 years now, future-wise, into your marriage, and you can be happier than you have ever been before. But before building, there has to be a proper foundation line that's laid. Just any old thing won't do. Listen to this. You can only build as high as your foundation is strong. If we look around us today, the pattern that we continue to see and unfortunately have followed the pattern of the world when it comes to marriage, relationships, dating, it's falling all around us every day. But yet we still try to follow the same pattern and yet expect that we're going to see different results. That sounds a lot like a definition of stupidity that says you do the same thing over and over again except you expect different results. It doesn't happen. If you're going to do the same old thing, the results are going to be the same old thing. There's got to be something new that is applied to your life in order for newness to come into your marriage and into your relationships. Instead of going into marriage blind or a relationship and say, well, maybe we're going to make it. Let's try and just figure it out as we go through. And hopefully we'll succeed. I believe today from God's word, you can know that your marriage will succeed. You can know that your marriage will GTD. With God, your marriage can go the distance. Too many you see today have first and foremost the wrong mindset. The most of people today go into a relationship with this mindset. If it doesn't work, there's plenty more fish in the sea. If this doesn't work, if my marriage doesn't work, other people are getting a divorce. I guess I'll just be part of that same statistic. It's sad how many people already go into something with a way out already planned in their mind. It's amazing how Satan will work on that. I said it's amazing how Satan will work on that. And cause division and tell you these words while everyone else is doing it, it's okay. I must admit, I don't really care for statistics because of this reason. Because I think a lot of people read statistics and they give in to them and they say, well, I guess that's what's going to happen and that's how it's going to be. I don't like statistics in that reason. I know statistics don't lie. They give an accurate description. But I don't believe that we need to fall suit to that, that we can stand up and we can make a difference. Come on, when they say maybe two out of three marriages are failing, how many believes that we can say our marriage is not going to be one of those two? Come on. Come on. I mean, statistically, that can be so, but not here, not in our lives. That's why I don't like statistics, because I'm not going to let statistics drive my life. I'm going to let the Word of God. But a lot of people can turn around and say, you know what? If it doesn't work the next time, I'll just make it work the time after. But statistically, it's proven that most people who go through a divorce end up being on their third marriage before things become a greater success. Why? Because they just go into it still blind, thinking they can make the necessary changes and there's not really a lot to change. A lot of times they blame it on the person. Can I tell you right now, divorce is not the person, it's the persons. Yeah. 
Divorce is not the person's fault, it's the person's plural fault. Now, you may look and say, oh, you don't know that woman I was married to, or you don't know that guy I was married to. But you know what? They were married to a woman or a guy too. And you're not perfect. The last time I checked, none of us were perfect. Do I hear an amen or an I'm out, oh my, or something in the house? There, there may be a root cause, and that person may be, may be greater to blame, but there is always fault that lays inside of each one of us. And I think we've got to be so careful because we can look at ourselves and say, I'm perfect, I don't need to change, it's all their fault. If they would just change, our marriage would be completely different. Listen, this series is not about attacking your spouse or the other person in the relationship. This series is about dealing with you and your relationship and where you need to be because when you change, your relationship automatically changes. Do I hear an amen? So it's the person's. It's both. It takes two people to make a marriage that works. But the quest began or is beginning for some many years ago. Remember when you were in third grade? For some of you, I know that's a a, a great thought back there. But um, for some of us, it's not too, too long ago. But remember in third grade, the quest in life to begins to find that one. Remember that beautiful little girl or that handsome young man that you saw in third grade and your heart melted and you thought to yourself, my God, this is why I was sent to this earth. She is absolutely beautiful. You lose your appetite. You lose everything. I mean, come on. But you know what happens? Your heart gets broken. Because she doesn't check the little box that says, do you love me? Check yes or check no. She doesn't check the box and your heart is broken. But you know what happens? You find your soulmate then in grade four. Or maybe it's grade five, six, seven. You find two of them in grade eight. How many understands what's going on in your life? There's a quest within every one of us, whether how old we are that we're looking, that we're, we're trying to find that one, because after all, there's someone got to be out there for every one of us. So there's a yearning, and perhaps there's still a yearning. I hope only because you're unmarried. I hope there's not still a yearning because you're married. If there is, God help you. We need to help your marriage. But for that one to be part of your life, you're looking today for that soulmate, the one that you can be bound with passion and affection for. Come on, that ever, forever vow. Your dream wedding day. Come on, ladies, you're dreaming of your wedding day. And come on, let's be honest, because we're in church. Women dream of their wedding day. Men dream of their wedding nights. We just broke a spirit of religion in the house right there. I can't believe he said that. Yes, he did say that. But then we get to places, don't we, where we question, I wonder if that ever is going to happen. Is that in my near distant future? You hope so. But then there are days that you go by and you begin to doubt it. There's times even in marriage you may look and you doubt and say, I messed up. I made the wrong choice and I made the wrong decision. So many people are looking around at the mall, at the movies, at the grocery stores, and they're saying, could this be the one? Some even drop the could, and this be the one. And we convince ourselves that quest, that drive, that passion that leads every one of us. 
Then we need to look really at the different stages of relationships. Perhaps you're no longer looking. Perhaps you've found that knight in shining armor. Perhaps you've found that princess, the one of your dreams. Today you are totally consumed. That's mistake number one. Watch how quickly you get consumed. But all those doubts and questions have been erased. You've found the wind beneath your wings. Come on, you've found the peanut butter for your jelly. You know the answer. This is the one. After all, come on, I'm in love. But then there's another side of a relationship where optimism is not your strongest point right now. You're broken hearted. You're feeling betrayed and you're bewildered. You're trying to recover from a painful breakup. And this time you really thought this was it. You really thought you were going to be happily ever after. You thought this one was going to be GTD. What about maybe you were married? With all of your heart, you believed that you had left all the hurts and the pains of past relationships behind you. And now finally, this is it. Happiness and fulfillment for life. No more worries. No more concerns. Just sunny days, daisies and buttercups. But one day your balloon was burst and you discovered it wasn't to be true. And now divorced, you feel alone. And you wonder if your pain will ever ease. You question and ask yourself, will I ever love again? Will I ever be loved again? Will I ever be able to trust someone with my heart? You feel like you put yourself out there, that you were vulnerable and in return you're hurt, you're wounded. Now you're guarded and you don't want to release all your heart. Then what happens, your mind once again is bombarded with the question, but now slightly different. And you begin to question whether you will ever or you were ever meant to find that one. Today, if we look around us, we've got to admit one thing, and that is this. Dating, relationships, and marriages have turned into a roller coaster ride. It's a lot of ups and downs. It's a lot of twists and turns. It's a lot of the unexpected that doesn't have to be so. And how do we know it doesn't have to be so? Because Jesus said it himself. Look at this scripture from Matthew 19, verse 4 through 8. These are words that Jesus is speaking. And Jesus answered and said to them, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? We can look at that first part and realize the differences that we have. God made us male and female. But remember this, that wasn't by default, that was by design. God made us that way for a reason. Different for a reason. And verse 5 says, And he said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. Say with me, leave and cleave. Leave and cleave, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man Separate. Can I throw this out there? There's a key principle that you need to read right there and you need to grab a hold of, and that is this, what God joins together. Let me say that one more time, what God joins together. 
We need to make sure the person we're dating is God's best for our life. We need to make sure that's the one that God wants to be joined to our lives. Because if not, you may work for a while, but it's going to be tough. We need to make sure that it's what God has joined together. Verse 7, then they said to him, Why then did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce and to put her away? And he said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts. Notice this, a hardened heart. A heart that's not only no no longer pliable or open or loving to the opposite person is the reason why a marriage will end and come to a place of divorce and separation. That he permitted you to divorce your wives because of that. But stay with me and focus. Listen to what the last part of this verse says. But from the beginning, it was not so. In other words... What God instituted marriage to be, he did not even have a thought of divorce to be painted with that same picture. Now, I'm not trying to put you into condemnation today if you found yourself in that state, but we're just looking today at what the Word of God says. From the beginning, it was not so. Divorce was never part of God's design for us in our marriage. But you know what his design was? GTD. For us to go the distance. And while we're going through, you know one of the worst things about when you're going through the hurts and the pains and the questions? There's always that Cupid out there. Anyone know that Cupid? That person that has all the answers for you, or at least they think they have all the answers for you. Has anyone been like that? Well, you know what? We, you know, just don't care about it. Don't look any longer. Just trust God and God's going to drop that one right in your lap. You're going to find that one. And here's what they're going to throw out a lot of times. They weren't meant for you anyway. Everyone knew that. Can we we back up a second? Everyone knew that. Well, I obviously didn't. Why didn't you tell me? But the reality is this, they probably tried to tell us in many different ways, but we were blinded by love. We've got to watch, you know that whole statement when you think about it, love is blind, it's not a good thing. Hello? I've got three people who agree with me. Everyone else must be in a blind love right now. Help us, Jesus. I said, blinded by love is not a good thing because you know what we do? We overlook so many times faults, failures, and warning signs. Now, no one's perfect, but let me tell you something. If you're seeing some warning signs that you realize shouldn't be a part of your relationship, open your eyes and don't be blinded by love. Maybe you need to listen to Cupid and what they're saying to you and stop being so stupid. That rhymes, huh? Listen to Cupid and stop being, come on. But there's things that we do need to think about. Oh, I'm so blinded by love. What are you being blinded to? What are you being blinded from? A lifetime's a long time. Because we're not going into this and just hoping it works. We're going to go into this and make it work. Because with God, we're going to go the distance. We're going to go the distance. I'm going to say this, unfortunately, for some of you today. Unfortunately, I'm not going to give you a secret formula. 
that you're going to find love in 30 days or less. I know a lot of people just want an easy way out. They just want a simple formula, that 30 days. You know, it's like these get rich things. You know, you're going to turn from being broke to a millionaire in 30 days. It doesn't happen. You're just going to be more broke because they're going to take all the money you've already got. And if it did work, we would all be millionaires today. But here's what I promise I am going to give you if you will listen to what we say and to God's word. Two things you're going to receive from this. Number one, you're going to receive a true perspective on marriage. A true perspective. And you know why that's important? Because we've got to have the right perspective to have the right implementation. And the second thing that we're going to realize, which is just as important as in the first, and that is this, we're going to give you hope for your future. Hope for your future. Hope is such a powerful thing. I'll never find anyone. We're going to give you hope for that future. I'm miserable in my marriage, in my relationship. We're going to give you hope for your future. We're going to give you principles and keys that are going to change your life. By the way, when I say I'm miserable in my marriage, I'm speaking figuratively speaking. I am the happiest person on the face of this earth. So don't think I'm quoting for Kelly and myself. I am blessed beyond words. I have the most incredible wife that I absolutely love with all of my heart. And she loves me. I mean, she is incredible. That's all I can say. But marriage, being happy, enjoying a fulfilled life doesn't have to be a risky venture. We've talked to the people at the office that I don't even know why you want to get married. I've already done that five times and it just doesn't work. First thing you need to understand is this. If you want to take advice from someone, watch who you're taking advice from. If someone's failed in a marriage five times, I don't think they're very much qualified to give you advice on how to do life in a marriage and a relationship. Maybe you need to sit them down and say, can I tell you a thing or two? You need to listen to Cupid Stupid is a good place to start. But it doesn't have to be a rich, risky venture. We think it is. Why? Because there's plenty of unhappy couples. There's dismal divorce statistics. There's heartbreak in so many families, often even in our own or close to home. So it makes us very skeptical. It makes us look and almost have a skewed image on what godly marriage is all about. And as a result of a warped perspective, there's warped implementation. Today, a lot of people are looking to relationships where they can find no commitment. There's no thought of marriage. They're just wanting to have the fun. They're just wanting to be friends with benefits. They're wanting to be in a relationship with no strings attached. They never want to consider, and neither do they, consider the consequences. They just want to live for today. They just want to live for their lust, their desire, their fantasies. But unfortunately, what I described just there has been labeled as normal behavior today. Listen to me, young men and young women especially. You don't have to sleep around to find the person God has for you. Keep yourself pure for the one that God has. Because if all this normal stuff and normal behavior is working, then why is normal homes destroyed? Divorce, separation, unhappiness, misery, pain, and grief. Come on, don't get me started on the normal stuff because normal still isn't working. Come on, do I hear an amen? It's not working. If it was the answer, then why are so many people lost and still searching? Why are we teaching on going the distance? 
Because right now, maybe even you, and according to statistics, probably you, you are making decisions way before your marriage or decisions right now in your marriage that are sabotaging what your future will hold. We're making decisions today based on our culture, what's around us. Listen to what our culture says. Our culture constantly bombards us with deep, flawed ideas about what it means to be in love to be happy, to be sexual, to have a meaningful relationship with a person of the opposite sex. And then we buy into those lies, and as a result, even as Christians, we have little or no idea that there's a better way that exists. What I'm about to say right now, I want you to think about. I want you to really think about this. Are you ready? If God has a marriage planned for you, then already you have been created to go the distance, to go all the way. If God has prepared marriage for every one of you, He has that person for your life, then you've got to realize today that God has given you all the tools you have been created to go the distance. What's his name, Berkman? Your marriage can go all the way. Your marriage can make it. God's plan for marriage, your marriage is exactly that. A marriage that goes all the way. Marriage that your needs are met sexually, emotionally, spiritually, that there is complete fulfillment in everything that you do. I hope today that you believe that. I hope today you begin to believe that. I hope today you desire that and you ask God to give you a fresh desire for that. And most of us believe that and most of us have the desire for that. But here's the problem, how we pursue that. How we go after that. Our desire hopefully is right, but our methods many times are misguided. Therefore, instead of going all the way, we only go part way. So what do we do? Pastor P, what do we do? What do we do when we want our marriage to work in a world where most are failing or have already failed? What do we do when we dream of intimacy and togetherness, but all around us there is such separation and pain, division, divorce? What must we do in order for our marriage to go all the way? Well, can I give it to you plain and simply today? Here's the answer. If we're going to see it happen, we need to do something different. We need to do something different. We need to embrace weird again. We need to go back to God's way. You know that way that's been labeled as old-fashioned? Oh, you haven't slept with that person before you get married? That's old-fashioned. That's old stuff. You know what? Don't knock it before you try it because I'm telling you right now, the old way is still the best way. And you know why? Because it's God's way. It's God's way. A good marriage isn't easy, but it's absolutely possible. There's still possibilities even today for you and your marriage. You may look and say, my marriage is over. I'm telling you right now, there's still possibility. Some person may say, well, they've had an affair. They've done this on me. So I have biblical grounds for divorce and separation. Yes, you have. But you know what? 
you also have biblical grounds for forgiveness and reconciliation and for God to heal that marriage. Your marriage doesn't have to just survive. Your marriage can thrive. It's going to make some, it's going to take some major changes. You know, I was thinking about this. If we're driving down the street and our car goes off the road and we're heading for a ditch, it's not time to make a minor adjustment. You don't care how you do it or who does it. There's going to be a jerk into that wheel and you're going to be grabbing that wheel and that car is going to be completely jolted sideways almost. But guess what? You're going to be out of the ditch. Too many people today, your marriages are heading for the ditch or maybe in the ditch. Come on, you can't just make that little adjustment anymore because you're still heading in the ditch. It's got to be some major changes. There's got to be a complete overhaul to your thought process. Come on, help me out here. Stop looking at them as the devil themselves and start asking God, what is it, God, you need to do inside of me? Come on, you can't change someone else, but you can let God change your heart. You want to know the biggest problem in your relationship, in your marriage? Go home and look in the mirror. Someone went to church late one day, and I know no one goes to church late here. Went to church late one day, and the devil was sitting on the steps. The devil was sitting on the steps crying, and they said, Devil, what's wrong with you? And he was crying, and through his tears, he pointed, and he says, They blame me for everything in there. Stop blaming the devil for things that are within your power by the help of God that you can change. Do you hear an amen? You see, there's got to be an overhaul in your mind, in your mindset. But here's the biggest overhaul that needs to take place, and that is, and that is this. God has got to be allowed to be in your relationship front and center. Front and center. And then we must be prepared to change. I didn't say change them. Let God do that. Don't interfere with his process. I want to talk, if I could, about the one. I know we discussed it in more depth earlier, the different methods and means, etc., and maybe even the acts of desperation that we've gone through to find that one. As a child, the little box with check yes or check no. But here's the conclusion that we've come to and the world has told us, and really it's true but not in their way. The conclusion is this, one day I'll be happy when I find that one. Why? Because then I'll be complete and I'll have everything I need. That is true, but can I give you the truth today? Because the Bible says it's the truth that you know that's going to make you free. You will never find fulfillment until you meet the one. You will always be slightly empty and incomplete without the one. Because you'll always know there's something more out there. But who is the one? And will I ever meet him or her? If we're going to do things in right order, here's principle number one. Are you ready? God has to be your number one. God has to be your number one. You're not looking for a number one in a mate for life. You are looking for a number two. 
God has to be the number one. This is why we mess up so many times because that person we're dating, that person we're married to has become more important to us. We worship them. They're more of a God to us than God himself. God has to be our number one. And what is the title? What are we talking about in this message? Go in the distance, yes. But what is it we're talking about today? And that is this, things in proper order. We've got to get things in proper order. Order matters. You know what? In life, there's a lot of things that we can do different, and that's okay. You know, some people put on both socks before they put on both shoes. Sometimes people put one sock on and then one shoe on, one other sock and one shoe. But how many knows that you need to definitely put your socks on before your shoes? Some of you, when you go to the movies, you know what you do? You run in and you get your seat, put your bags down and jackets down. And I hate people like that, that do that. You reserve the whole row and then you run out and wait for the popcorn. Some people go straight to the popcorn line, which is the right way to do it, and get the stuff and then go into the movies. But you know what? We can make it through life with different orders. And after all, those little things are the variety of life. They say variety is the spice of life. So those different things are... Okay, some of the times. But when it comes to God, say this with me, order matters. Come on, say that, order matters. When it comes to God, orders matter. Look what it says in Matthew chapter 22, verse 36 through 39. Someone came to Jesus one day and asked Jesus a simple question. He said, Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? What is the greatest commandment? Jesus says to him, here's what he says, verse 36, Jesus, which is, or teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said unto him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and with all your mind, all your strength. What Jesus is saying here is very important for every one of us. He's reminding us of the priority that most of us have forgot. In trying to find that one, we've pushed him aside. And trying to find that relationship or that person that we're going to marry, we push him aside and we now put them in his place. Loving God has to be our number one priority. He has to be first. And listen to me, without him first, whatever comes next will never quite work including your marriage and your relationship. You may think, well, I'm going to be the stat that changes. Listen, you cannot get around the Word of God. There's a lot of things you can get around, but you cannot fool with the Word of God. I'm telling you, His Word is truth and life. And if you want truth and life in your life, you need to follow His Word. Today, you can meet your one. You can be complete today. Jesus is your one. And the person you mistook as your one now needs to be demoted to the two place. Loving him first is a practical principle for getting the most out of your life. Then when he, Jesus, is in his rightful place, you can move beyond the first and greatest and start 
successfully loving the second. You see, there's a key point here. That when you start to love him, we'll start to truly understand what true love really is. And when we understand what true love really is, then we will give true love. 1 John 4.19 says, We love him because he first loved us. Listen to me. Through love, we now can love. Through his love, we now can love. Because of his love, we now can successfully love others around us, or the other person, the number two of our lives. But Jesus didn't just give one commandment, did he? He gave two. And he said, and here's the second commandment, he said, love your neighbor as yourself. Houston, we have a problem. Think about that. Love your neighbor as yourself. You know what Jesus is saying? There is no way you can fully love others if you cannot fully love yourself. You may say, wow, I thought he was going to be talking about other stuff. I thought he was going to be making me laugh today and doing all this fun stuff. Maybe we've had too much fun stuff. Maybe we need to get back to the real stuff. Because this is a principle that will change your marriage, your future marriage, your life period to put God first. You cannot love others if you do not love yourself. And you know how you learn to love yourself? Through true relationship with Jesus. Because of the cross. Kayla talked about the cross this morning. Without the cross, we have nothing. But through the cross, we see the greatest act of love that this world has ever seen. That he willfully laid down his life for every one of us that we can have life. The Bible says while we were still dead in our trespasses and sin, when we were so miserable and we were so wretched and we were doing all those awful things that he knew we were going to do, he still looked and says, I love you enough to give my life for you. That's how we discover life. Love is through his love. Look what it says in Psalms 139, verse 13 through 16. It says, For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance, yet being unformed. And in your book there were all written the days you had fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. And I know I've only got up through 16, but let me read 17. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. What you just read there is how much God thinks of you before a day was even made in your life, before you were even born, when you were just being wrought and conceived and you were just a little blob of tissue, but a tissue of life. Come on, the abortionists say it's not life. Listen, as soon as it's conceived, it's life. Because we see that right there, that God's working even in those days when there was yet not one day. God said, I've already written your days. I've already got it. What I'm trying to show you today is you are worth something today. You are cherished and loved by a loving God that incredibly made you. He fashioned you and he formed you. 
And as we begin to think about that and we get our thinking and our feelings in accordance with his thoughts and feelings, we begin to love ourselves in a godly, healthy way. And then in turn, we are able to love others. Come on, let's just be honest. After all, we are in church. Many people struggle here and don't love themselves. Some people in here don't even like themselves. You need to take care of this. For what reason? It's affecting your future. If we spend as much time finding the real one as we spend on going after the wrong one, our relationships and marriages would be totally revolutionized. Because why? If we went after the real one and sought after him, seek ye first the kingdom of God. You'll never truly know intimacy in your marriage until you know Jesus first. You have got to receive his love before you can give it. You know, living like that is labeled as weird today kind of makes you stand out from the crowd when you start living by a higher standard, by a higher calling and a higher purpose. People may laugh at you. They may look at you. They may call you names. They may say, that's crazy. That's old-fashioned stuff. But you know what? There's a saying out there that says this, he who laughs last, laughs the longest. They may be laughing at you right now, but they're not going to be laughing while you're still laughing and your life is happily ever after and your marriage is a success and God is using you and the joy is inside of your life. Come on, don't fall victim to the temporary fix and the material pleasures of this world. But what does it say in Matthew 6.33? Seek the first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Notice it says all things will be added unto you. What an incredible promise. What do you need today? God. God says all things can be added unto you. What do you need in your marriage today? All things can be added unto you. What do you need in your relationship? The hope of a relationship. All these things can be added to you. But those things come after something. Seek ye first. Come on, say with me, God first. Seek Him first. You may say, well, I got saved and I sought him back then. Come on, just because you're saved doesn't mean you stop seeking. In fact, there's a beautiful analogy of this in Matthew 7, verse 7 and 8, which says, seek and you will find. Knock, and it says, keep on knocking, keep on seeking, keep on asking. Keep seeking God in your life. Come on, he must be first in your entire life. He must be first in your relationship and your marriage. He must be first in your giving. He must be first in your time. Before anything else, he must be first. If you apply this principle, I'm telling you, it will change your marriage. And it will change your home. Closing this morning. How did Jesus show his love for you? He didn't send someone else. He didn't send an angel. He came. He gave all. He gave his whole life. Listen to the scripture from Exodus 34 and 14. Reading it from the New Living Translation, it says this. You must worship no other God, but only the Lord. For he is a God who is passionate about his relationship with you. Isn't that incredible? You're serving a God that is passionate about you and having a relationship with you. When I read things like that, it makes me just stop and go, wow. I said that makes me just stop and go, wow. 
that a God that could be so busy doing everything else, he wants to be passionate and is passionate about a relationship with me. Come on, isn't it easy to love someone who loves you? It should be easy for us to love God. And as we love him, then we'll be able to love ourselves. And as we love ourselves, we'll begin to love our neighbor or those around us. When Jesus is in his rightful place, then you're ready to put your spouse in his or her appropriate place. And that is second. But listen to me, no higher and never no lower. No higher, God's place, but never no lower. Because that's another mistake that we make when we start putting other people above our spouse. But if we want to see GTD, things have got to be in proper order. And when things are in proper order, it makes going the distance possible for your life. Today, make him number one. And I promise you this, your entire life will never be the same again. Throughout this entire series, I believe we're going to show you principles that's going to change your life. But I can promise you this, you will not hear a greater principle than what we've heard today. Because when you put God first, all things. But Pastor Philip, you don't know what's going on. All things. But Pastor Philip, you don't know the hurt and pain. And maybe I don't, but I know what God's word says. And am I going to build my life upon hurt and pain and principles of the world? Or am I going to build it upon hope and perspective God's way? Because when we build the right perspective, we'll have the right implementation. And when we have the right implementation, hope will come where there was once hopelessness. Because God will come. Seek ye first God. And everything else will be taken care of. Love yourself. Love God. Be back Wednesday night. We're going to be talking in more depth. We're going to break up in small groups and have discussion. Be back next Sunday. Would you bow your heads with me today? We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.